When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to the Speakernomics Podcast, the official podcast of the National Speakers Association. I'm your host, Robert Kennedy III, RK3. That's me. Speakernomics is the show where we flow and go and help you to know how to grow a thriving speaking business. Why? So you can change the world, of course. Now join me for the journey, will you? Today, we're going to get in the room where it happens, the room where it happens, the audio room where it happens. Ooh, what are we talking about, y'all? Well, you might need some space because we're going to be talking about a house and some other rooms where you can get booked. Hmm. And our guest today has experience. In fact, her space can hold more than 50,000 people. Kanika Tolver, welcome to the show. Hey, Robert. How are you doing today? I am fan fantastic. How about you? I'm great. I'm great. Happy to be here. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Well, listen, let's give them the boom from the room right away. What is your one secret hack to visibility that you brought with you today? My one big hack is that you do not have to be seen to be heard. Ooh. I think we think that we have to be on a stage, a physical stage to be heard. But today we're going to talk about how you can still be seen, but nobody can physically see you. Wow, that's so good. I'm excited. Before we jump in with Kanika, we want to hear from you. We want your voice. We want to know about your business, the topics that you that you speak about or the topics that we share and even more. So be sure to send us a voice message by visiting speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. In fact, let's check out this week's voicemails. Hi, I'm Dr. James Smith, Jr., CSP. Uh, great question. Where are the uh, ideal or idealists or ideal makers hanging out? And I want to say they're hanging out in weird places because they believe in association thinking. They go to places that are uncommon, that are different from their industry, different from what they do, and see if they could uh, latch on to something that is so dissimilar from what they typically do or use. Hey, Robert, thanks for asking the question, where do your ideal people hang out? When it comes to clients, my ideal people hang out on LinkedIn. As a matter of fact, the other day, I messaged one of my corporate clients asking her opinion about changing the name of one of my courses. She came back. She said, I love the name. As a matter of fact, we're going to bring you back again this year to do the course again. 
So LinkedIn is beautiful. This is Alana Hill. My ideal audience hangs out, does business, learns, grows, and connects on LinkedIn. Um, So I'm quite active on LinkedIn. I actually turned on creator mode to be able to connect and resonate my message with uh, more decision makers in tech energy and manufacturing. So knowing what those markets are and knowing where they play has certainly helped my um, social media marketing strategy. Wow. Thank you so much to our amazing listeners. We love your input. And again, we want to hear your voice. So at the end of each episode, we'll ask a question. And all we need you to do is to respond by going to speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. There are no special permissions or software needed. All you need to do is answer the question, give us your thoughts, or bring the hot and spicy opinions. We've got you. All right, now let's get into it. Kanika Tolver is a rehabber, a career rehabber, that is. She helps others create epic lives by being confident about their changing seasons. And guess what? CNN, CNBC, CBS, Yahoo, Black Enterprise, Washington Post, and others have been so enthralled by her message that they've wanted to hear what she's had to say. She's a pro speaker, a coach, and she's a native of Washington, D.C. Oh, a DMV-er, y'all. She's got a best-selling book called The Career Rehab. She's had, my goodness, 17 years in the tech industry. Hmm. Interesting person. I think I want to get to know her a little bit better. Kanika, (laughs) are you ready to give it all to us? I am ready to give it all. All right. Well, listen, give us the quick rundown on this whole career rehab thing. When did you first know that you could, and I'm doing air quotes here, when did you first know that you could rehab people and their careers? Well, the well, the funny thing is that career rehab started with my own career. Mm. I was working around maybe about 2014. I was working in the federal government and I was really unhappy with my career. I was at a place where I had four different managers within a five five year period. I was just going to going to work every day, feeling like, you know, I hate my hated my job. So I said, I'm gonna check myself into career rehab. I just I came up with this um this mindset that I was going to reinvent myself, you know, and I said, you know, I want to go into the new year because at the time it was like we were going into the holidays. I wanted to go into the new year with a new mindset. I wanted to reinvent myself. So I decided to leave my government job for private sector. Wow. And that's unheard of in the DMV area because most people have really good cushy government jobs. So I started to really work on my personal brand. And then I got to a place where I started to work at a Fortune 500 big four consulting company. And that's when I started to realize that there were other people struggling with the same issues that I was struggling with. So then I kind of got into like side hustling and I started career coaching, writing resumes. And then people started to ask me the hard questions, the hard questions about salary salary negotiation, you know, how to deal with conflict at work, you know, how to start a new career. So it it just turned into like me hustling resumes, you know, in these (laughs) unemployment Facebook groups. 
And then I said, well, maybe I am a career coach because people started to um, listen to the career rehab advice that I had tested on my own self. I started to test on other professionals throughout the DMV. And I kind of started at that point. And I said, well, you know, maybe I should go ahead and write a book about this. Wow. And then, of course, you write a book and you write a book and you start getting asked to speak and a whole lot of different things begin to happen in your space. So you do this. 2014 is, is some of the genesis of this. We get through 2019. Life has changed. You're, you're speaking and you're still in your, your professional career, but you're also speaking. You're also coaching and you're thinking about really expanding some of this a little bit. But then. 2020 happens <laughs> and this 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 pandemic uh, shuts down pretty much the entire world um, and people are sitting at home now in front of their computers <laughs> instead of being in the office, instead of being in auditoriums and ballrooms like a speakers like them to be and things change. So what changed for you at that point? What what did you start to discover how did you change your your marketing or your visibility approach? So all of 2019, I was writing the book because I have a book deal with Entrepreneur mm -hmm. um, Press. And then the book comes out January 2020. And then yeah. we <laughs> get notified that we're all going home because at this time I'm still working in the technology industry. Right. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, wow, I have spent almost a year working a job and writing a book at the same time how am i going to get this book out there so when we went home for the pandemic i completely within two weeks redid my marketing strategy i decided to focus on let me focus on being um heard because at the time this is when Clubhouse that came out. This is when, you know, later on there were Twitter spaces, which is, these are all audio technologies. They all came out during the pandemic. Right. So I decided to focus on two things. I started to focus on getting on career related podcast shows. Mm -hmm. I created a database of career related podcast shows and I pitched myself to maybe over a hundred podcast shows that were in, you know, that were kind of talking about personal branding, career transitions, making a career pivot, maybe just traditional career development, or they were related to tech. Then I started to host my own audio rooms when these audio technologies came out and I started to have thousands of people come into these spaces. Wow. And then I would basically ask the people that would come into the audio rooms and the podcast show host to promote my book and to promote my business services. Wow. So that's how I was getting booked for speaking engagements. That's how I was able to have well over, you know, 400 reviews between Amazon and Goodreads. And I've never physically stepped in a bookstore to do a tour. And I've never physically stepped on a physical stage to do any type of speaking engagements. My speaking engagements all were through Teams, Zoom, WebEx. Wow. So um, I, that's what I focused on. Wow. So let's this is fascinating. So let's let's break this down a little bit further. So I'm looking if I look at your Twitter account today, you've got. 52, almost 53,000 followers there. And uh, I know that your LinkedIn has increased and your, your, your other platforms have increased. What has been the 
amount of increase you would say that you've seen over the past three years since the beginning of 2020 because of your focus on the audio spaces? So when I started to use Twitter, I probably had less than 20,000 followers. I probably had maybe around 15-ish. I, I can't even remember. I just looked at a Facebook, you know, they do a one-year memory update right. on Facebook. And one year ago, I had 30,000 and now I'm at 50, I think at 52,000. So that's still like almost close to... 20,000 followers within 12 months. Right. I can't even, sometimes I can't even imagine like how I was able to like go from 30 to 52 in 12 months. So my focus was really to be, this is my main focus. My focus for audio technology and for podcasts, my formula is to educate, empower and entertain the online community. Right. Even though they can't physically see me, I wanted to make sure that I always remain authentic, relatable, transparent, and very inspirational to the people that were listening to me, whether it was in an audio room or whether it was in on a podcast show. So my formula is just really about me being really real, but also being also sympathetic towards people's career challenges mm -hmm. and also being transparent about my own challenges has really been, I think, my it factor. So I'm humble, but I'm authentic. But I'm at the same time, I think I still bring a little bit of that DMV confidence <laughs> to the table. So I like to say I have like this intellectual swag right. that I think is just contagious that people just was like, wow, she's smart, but then she's confident, but then she's super like relatable and down to earth at the same time. I love it. I love it. Let's break apart some of the differences here, though, because when you're on a podcast, you don't see or hear the audience immediately unless it's a live show. But that's a little bit different than when you are in Clubhouse or on Twitter spaces or maybe even... What's the other space that I'm thinking about right now? Clubhouse, Twitter space, or LinkedIn audio well, rooms. LinkedIn audio right. rooms, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So from, from a strategic standpoint, what do I need to consider as I'm thinking about either of these audio uh, media to, to utilize? Podcasts versus, versus audio rooms. How, how do I need to think about or strategize differently? So I would say for the audio rooms, let's start there because that's mm -hmm. one of my favorite places um, because honestly, a podcast show is only as good as its host, to be wow. honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've had some amazing hosts and I've had some hosts that I'm like, why are you even doing podcasting? But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, ladies and gentlemen, she doesn't say that about uh, the Speakeronomics podcast. They, no, uh, no, okay. no. You're, anyway. <laughs> you're, you're, doing an you're doing an amazing job. But I, yeah, treat, I, the, I treat the audio rooms like a full production. And I want to walk through my formula, if you don't mind, on how I've been successful. Hello, Speakernomics listeners. This is Taylor here with Speakerflow, and I have an awesome update for all of you. Now, if you are not a Speakerflow customer yet, and you are looking to systemize your business, you want to run the entire thing under one roof and have us handle all the migration and implementation for you, NSA members get 10% off of any of our implementation tiers. So if you're remotely interested, I highly recommend scheduling a demo. Head to speakerflow.com demo and book one there. Do you have an online course or coaching program that creates massive impact for your clients? 
But are you tired of wasting time and money on marketing that doesn't get results? Introducing Be Known. Over the last five years, Be Known has helped entrepreneurs across the world get unstuck and scale their businesses from six to seven figures. So if you're ready to multiply your income, influence, and impact, head over to BeKnownOnline.com and schedule your complimentary strategy call today. I treat the audio rooms like a full production and I want to walk through my formula, if you don't mind. Let's do it. On how I've been successful. So... The first thing that I do is I look at trending topics Mm -hmm. and I look at topics that are going to meet someone's needs. What's going on in the space of the job market? What's going on in the space of tech? What's going on in the space of entrepreneurship or someone creating a side hustle and working a nine to five? Because that's kind of the three areas I stay in entrepreneurship, tech, and of course, career development. So I look at what's trending. What are people talking about? What are, what are people hashtagging the most? Right. And then I create a, t- a topic around that. Then what I do is I either, you know, me, sometimes I'll host solo audio rooms, but a lot of times what I do is, is I moderate conversations with experts mm-hmm. who bring fire energy, who got a lot of inspiration, but a lot of information, Bye. right? Cause I don't want somebody that's boring, but they got a lot of information, but they can't captivate the audio audience right. because we're listening through our mobile devices. Um, the second thing I do is I create questions around curating a very entertaining conversation. I send these questions to the speakers who I ask to be a part of the panel, or I curate comments or topics or speaking points for myself when I'm managing a a audio room myself. I market the audio room one week in advance Mm -hmm. and I ask my followers to RSVP or set their reminders on Twitter or on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. This is letting them know that when that particular audio room, audio room goes live, Robert's getting a notification that Kanika's gone live with creating an audio room about career discouragement during layoffs. Wow. I'm just using that as an example because that's the most pop pop and topic right now is the tech layoffs. From there, people automatically are like, oh my gosh, Kanika's live. I got to get online because they already set their reminder because I'm marketing seven days in advance. Mm -hmm. I'm creating this amazing flyer that I get done on Fiverr.com where I get a flyer done with myself, a picture of myself and a picture of the speakers. If there's no speakers, it's just me. And I'm constantly putting the link out there for them to RSVP. They're getting excited because they see what the topic is going to be about. I create four bullet points of what you're going to learn in this audio room. And then I also let them know that if you don't attend live, we have the recording. Yeah, We have the recording available to you. Um, so Twitter allows you to share the recording for 30 days. Other platforms have other rules. Um, But the recording is key because a lot of people may not be able to attend, but they can come back and listen. And then I'm resharing the recording on social crazy after that particular um, um, audio room. And the last part that I really think is the most important piece is I'm engaging the audience to come up and ask questions, to submit comments. I'm getting them involved in the conversation with me. So it doesn't seem like I'm talking to them. We are talking together in this audio. Mm -hmm. So as a speaker, from a marketing perspective, is it more important that you engage the audience 
or is it in, important that you engage or invite your your target market, the people who can hire you to speak? How does that work in the audio space? In the audio space, I've gotten paid to speak in clubhouse rooms. Mm, wow! I have gotten paid. I've gotten paid to to host Twitter audio rooms for organizations. Wow! So that's another way that I make money. Meaning that an organization may say, "Kanika, hey, your target audience are, are black technologists. Mm -hmm. We're hiring at company X." Would you mind hosting an audio room for recruitment purposes so we can share opportunities? Um, so those those are also additional ways that, you know, you can make money because sometimes people just want to get to your following. Wow. Right. They're, they want to get to the 52,000 people. So that's also like another way to, like, you know, use your social proof and your voice to show people that you are consistent. Um, but I think the most important thing that I've learned in doing these spaces is that you always want to pay attention to what the listeners want the audio rooms to be about. Right. So that's creating polls on social. That's also making sure you're listening to what people are, are struggling with the most. And that's how I kind of make sure that I get them involved in the conversation instead of me just being, oh, like I'm going to create a topic about whatever I want. Yeah. So how are you repurposing any of this audio content? Because it, you can speak or have a session for an hour on Twitter spaces or Clubhouse, et cetera, et cetera. And then you can create a bunch of them. But there's got to be some juice that you're you're leveraging from each of these rooms. So what I do is I actually, you know, utilize a lot of the things that I learn in these audio rooms and I repurpose actually content within my book for speaking engagements. Mm -hmm. So people will say, hey, I was in your room and I heard you speak. I would love for you to come speak at this university. So virtually I've spoken at universities virtually through Zoom and I've created um, presentations based upon things that we've learned in the audio rooms, but also recreated presentations based upon chapters within career rehab. Mm -hmm. So I always tell people the book is the whole point of writing a book is to stay booked. Yeah. Right. That's, that's the important piece. And so when I listen to what the audience is saying, or I listen to what the person that wants to book me wants, I've created a, template of presentations that are around the topics that I specialize in. And then I massage those um, on an ad hoc basis. I massage those presentations for the purpose of doing the speaking engagements, the webinars, the master classes, mm -hmm. the moderating of, of um, and I want to say this too. A lot of people think that a speaker and a moderator is two different things. And I really say that my fee for moderation is the same fee I have for speaking wow. because I think it takes even more work to be a moderator than to be a speaker yeah. because you have to keep the conversation going. So I, I, I moderated conferences where I moderated, you know, panels for Warner media. And then I've also been a keynote speaker. I've done fireside chats. I think the best part about doing things virtually is that your fee can be the same for all different types of speaking engagements. So you can have a fee for fireside chats, for um, keynotes, 
for uh, maybe you just want to basically do an audio room, you can you can adjust those fees or you can say, I add value and my fee across the board is this and this is the value that I add. Wow. So I think we that, I love where this is going. That is a really unique space or it, that's a transitional space for a lot of people who have been speaking for a while. They're used to getting paid for for being on the stage, at least in person, they're used to maybe doing workshops, but audio rooms and podcasts seem to be just marketing, right? And you're talking about, you're saying, no, that's not necessarily the truth. You can be a moderator, a fireside chatter, uh, being an, being an audio, audio room and get paid for that as well. So what do you, how did you set that up or how did you leverage your your prior history, what were the things that you did in order to say to people, hey, I would like to get paid for being or moderating an audio room? I think people just consistently came to the audio rooms and they saw how talented I was with doing it. Mm. I think that it was, it was actually accidental um, because I just want to walk people through that Twitter spaces came out after Clubhouse. Right. And we were locked down. A lot of people were coming to these spaces that I, they, they call me the Twitter spaces queen on Twitter. That is like my nickname on Twitter. So I would have these spaces for like five, six hours at a time. And I was just <laughs> bored, really. I was just bored. We were locked down. This was during the time that we really, nobody couldn't go anywhere, right, at the time. Right. So I was just actually stumbled and accidentally stumbled into it. I think that for me, I enjoy talking. Yeah. And I think that that's the thing that is different between a professional speaker on stage and a person on audio rooms. I believe that a person, a professional speaker that goes on stage, they are like, oh, I'm 60 minutes in, I'm out, I want my check, I'm off the stage. Right. Bam. Where audio rooms is really for the people that's talkative, that love to talk, love to hear themselves talk, and love to curate conversations. <laughs> I, I honestly do think that that's like the bonus piece that I wanted to mention because I don't think professional speakers who've been speaking on stage for a, lo for a long period of time, yeah. I don't think that audio rooms work for everybody right. that's a professional speaker like that because they're so used to like flying in, getting on stage, getting that check, getting back on the plane and going home or signing some books, taking some pictures. I want people to know that you can actually monetize all your business services through podcasting. Mm. You can monetize all your business services um, through audio rooms because you can always tell people, go to my link tree. You can always tell people, hey, let me retweet this information. Your profile is set up on all these social media platforms that are linked to Clubhouse, that are linked to Twitter, mm -hmm. so people can still get information to book you. So my link tree on my Twitter bio, you can still book me, you can still buy the book, you can still also join Career Rehab Academy, and then you can also you know, maybe go to my website and find out more information about any other additional services that are consulting-based. Yeah. So that's the way I positioned it. And I create those topics around what is my expertise and knowledge. Yeah, I love this. Wow, we could keep going. Man, we don't have enough time for all of this because you're bringing <laughs> such such value here. And I really appreciate it. So let's wrap this up by doing two things. Number one, 
What's a question that you have for our audience? We want them to answer something and share share their information or their thoughts or their opinions with us. So with regard to audio rooms and the conversation that we're having today, what is one question that you would love for our audience to answer? I would love to ask your audience, do they prefer video podcast shows or audio podcast show format? Because this is something that I've seen over the last 12 months become extremely popular that people are switching to video. Mm-hmm. And I you know, would love to know if the audience prefer hearing curated conversations or would they prefer seeing and, and following body language and also following what the person is saying. I got I get mixed reviews on that. Love it. Love it. So our question today is. Would you do you prefer video podcasts or audio podcasts? And I'll add, I'll add this piece and why. OK, do you prefer video podcasts or audio podcasts and why? We want to hear from you. Send us your thoughts and your response by going to speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail speakernomics.com forward slash voicemail. Where can we get in touch with you, Kanika? You guys can find me on all social media platforms at Kanika Tover is my handle on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube. Pretty much I'm everywhere at Kanika Tover. So it's a very consistent personal branding. As you can see, um, I've tried to make it very easy for you. You can reach me at KanikaTover.com for more information about my coaching programs and my speaking services. And if you are really interested, you should stay tuned because there may be a podcast show specifically around Kanika and Career Rehab launching this year. I love it. I love it. Oh, yeah. This has been fantastic. The boom has been dropped and the knowledge has been brought in. Thanks, Kanika, for hanging out and bringing us gold. Now, my audience, let me ask you. Yeah, you're speaking, but is your voice being heard in all of the spaces and places that it needs to be heard? Is there a space that you're ignoring? A house that you haven't visited? What's your plan? How can you begin to leverage these places even more so that you can not only make more money, but also change more lives? Answer that and let us know how you're doing and what you're doing. This has been another fantastic episode of Speakernomics, the podcast where you learn more about how to speak, get paid, repeat. See you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.